Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And we are back talking LAC, talking from gold. They got a big win uh, this past weekend. Exciting Easter Sunday. They got the big dub. And you're here to help me talk about everything black and gold. We got Andy Diosa from Yahoo and we got JP Marcus. Uh, Andy, how you doing? What's going on, fellas? Back at it again. Interesting weekend, but, you know, we're here. Nice, nice. I like that, man. Hope you had a great Easter. JP, how you doing? It was good. I was at the bank, uh, went as a fan, you enjoyed it. Uh, really good, really good to see the team back um, in the stadium. Yeah, and it was, it was an afternoon game. What was it, like a 12 o'clock kickoff? One, so, yeah. One, yeah. So you can't, you can't go, you can, you can never go wrong when it's a, it's a, um, an afternoon game, family game. Uh, but outside of that, did you guys do anything else this weekend? I went to a concert on Saturday. I went to... Hey. Yeah, what concert did you go to? I went to go see Raul Alejandro. My friend was like, do you want to go? I said, yeah. Oh, let's nice. Go. Where was, where was, was he at? Where he was at the he forum. At, at the, the forum. forum. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. I hadn't gone to a concert in a while, so I was like, why not? Man, that's, that's a good one to go to. He got a lot of bangers. Yeah. You had fun, though. You had, <laughs> you went out. <laughs> Me? No, I was working. I was working. I was busy working. <laughs> we all hey, want that job. Me, don't give me those. I'm a working man. I was busy. So, yeah, these guys are making fun of me. So I was out this weekend working hard. I could tell her. So <laughs> my voice is gone, not because I was yelling and screaming, because it's so dusty. If you guys ever been in the desert, my nose, the back of my throat is dusty. And it's just like, I mean, this is the time I should have wore a mask, you know? And, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't. I didn't think about that, so... I don't know if you guys could hear my voice a little raspy, so that's the reason why. We'll we'll we'll, we'll follow that. We'll follow that. <laughs> Andy, you didn't do anything else, Andy? I was out, man. I went to the to the Clippers game on Friday. Hey, I hundred percent agree with Carlos. I went out on Saturday and Sunday. I was very ambitious about trying to make it to the bank for a one p.m. start. That did not happen at all. I was just like, yo, it's, I'm just not going to make it on time. I'm not a big fan of afternoon games. I'm not a fan of Sunday games either. Um, but I got to, got to watch it at home, watching a lot of NBA playoffs, doing work stuff, but yeah, just caught up with some friends and just chilled, man. Yeah. I think it's tough. Carlos in the chat. He says, I hate Sunday games. I want Saturday night. night I'm, games all, back. I'm all, I'm all for, I just, for I would agree with that. And I like that. I like that. Yeah, I know. I would, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, look, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Whatever you guys did, the NBA playoffs are amazing too to also watch. So, but let's, let's talk about this game. Um, LAC, LAC went down. I went down first. Uh, uh, SKC drew first blood. I think it was an own goal. Maybe I believe it was Chiqui Palacios who, who were bounced off, ricocheted off or whatever. Um, so they had to play from behind. 
And it was really interesting. But I think the storyline going into this game was we finally were going to see Chicho and Carlos Vela start. Because we've seen it for, I don't recall, a little bit, I think. Or they hadn't started. They may have played together. I think Orlando was the, was the one time they got to play together. But they haven't played. But nevertheless, we got Chicho. Brian, I mean, Chicho, because uh, Brian Rodriguez was out. Mahala and Carlos Vela, that front three. I think everybody's been wanting to see this front three. Front three. Um, obviously, I know, I think Andy, you had, you had tweeted something that uh, Steve Sherlando did not give an update. Uh, I'm Brian Rodriguez. But what were your thoughts on this front three and how they did this weekend? I think it's a solid, solid front three in terms of what they're able to do individually um, because they're not just limited to one role. And I think that's the most important part with this front three. And, I mean, the same thing when Bob was around. I, I think that, you know, the way that they built these teams, they want that attacking um, line to look very dynamic. They don't want it to just be that typical number nine, which we've discussed at length that, Maybe sometimes they need that, sometimes they don't. But I think that you're able to see contributions from all three in different areas of the field, passing, things like that. Uh, that you're not, you know, you're not just used to seeing uh, one one skill from these players. I thought I thought it was a, a okay game for them. I don't think it was anything like major, but um, I, I mean, I think ideally everybody would want to see uh, Brian Rodriguez in that full. But like you said, there's not much of an update there. And and Steve not saying anything leads me to believe that this will be a lot more long term yeah, than anybody uh, is probably expecting. So um, that moving forward, expect to see a lot of that combination, which is good because we talked about it last week of of how you need um, you need to have Chicho on the field. At the end of the day, uh, he's just a goal scorer, man, like, and and that's that's what it comes down to. The guy uh, has a knack for scoring goals. He's had it ever since he's played in Colombia, um, and we saw the Trafico goal, which was really a. Uh, you know, his effort to get that rebound, but even even the goal that, you know, he scored, it's just getting in position, obviously. Uh, the free kick that he had was was a dangerous opportunity, which is crazy to me to, to, to see him take free kicks on the team where Carlos Vela is still there and Kellen Nakasa, but that's another conversation for another time. But I think all in all, um, I think it was, a, it was a pretty decent game from them. It was from the front three, at least in that perspective. Uh, they needed to do what they did. They, they needed to, to ha- have pressure, you know, really be the dominant team in this game because – SKC was not coming in in good um, form. So they completed that task. And it's good to see, you know, Chicho rewarded with another goal to kind of get him a little more comfortable. Because even he spoke about it after the game that, you know, he had a rough start to the preseason. And not being able to be on the same page with the team from the beginning, especially coming off of a year where you're basically the guy, like the superstar, uh, you know, you're winning records, that that's probably super tough for him. So uh, game goals in back-to-back games will obviously leave the fans happy. Uh, Mahala just continues to do what he's been doing all year, which is which is good to see. I think that energy is, um, you know, in, irreplaceable at this point. And then Carlos Vela, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have any, any much else to say about Carlos Vela at this point. Yeah, no, I look, it, it was good to see Chicho. I, I, I his kick, we, we got to watch the kick, man. That, that his free kick is, is, is insane. He's definitely, he's definitely, that's something he's definitely uh, added or uh, practice a lot more because. That is now two times that I see him take a, t- a kick that, you know, I expected someone else to take. And both kicks have been excellent. I mean, this one just hit the crossbar, and he was just, uh, I think, a couple inches away from potentially having goal of the week. Um, but let's go ahead and play this. This is like a two-different-set clip. Um, what is it? Pasado el temblor, no cual, ahí viene de regreso otro centro, y con el remate, gol, Chicho, gol, 
So if you can see there, like obviously a ricochet is, is it say it's in the same sweet sequence. Um, and then he gets he ends up getting the goal. I apologize for the eyesore. Uh, I, I thought it was a different video. We was gonna show it a lot more clear. Uh, JP, what are your what are your thoughts on that play and everything? How how it worked out for Chicho? Well, yeah, it was a great sequence. You know, he stayed in the play, got in the box where you know you expect the striker to be. Um, even after uh, you know he missed that free kick, he shook it off quickly and, and had and positioned himself where where a striker needs to be. You know, I think Mamadou Fall needs a, a lot more credit. You know, as a twenty year old man jumping jumping in between those two two defenders there at SKC, beating them, and you know Chicho just being where a striker is supposed to be, uh, uh, tucking it in with with the header. But damn, Mamadou is is a great great prospect Amazing for this team. Assist. Um, yeah, I mean, he gets a yellow card and, and he maintains himself for the whole game. But yeah, it's an amazing assist. He got team of the week for that. Um, you know, can be, uh, you know, can go under the radar, can be unseen. But Chicho looked, you know, good in the game. He had some selfish moments where I think he could have played off to Vela or Opoku. But that's just him just trying to be uh, a striker and get back in into his own groove, um, you know, especially after scoring all those goals he did last last season. So he wants to, you know, get on the score sheet, get that confidence, uh, which ultimately he did. So after that, you know, it was a bit more sequence play. Um, obviously, the goal was kind of off of his bad touch. Um, but all in all, it was a good 70, 70 minutes from him um, getting back into the starting lineup. So should be should be more consistent of him in the starting lineup for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I think I think it's it's good to see the like back to back games where where Chicharongo has has goals, one in the big game, one one here at home, <clears throat> and I and I think this is going to get him into his rhythm, right? Because he was a little off rhythm, whatever the case was, uh, he would like he was in the line what, what what was going on with the team, whether it was a physical thing or whatever. But now you know he's scoring these goals, he he's taking these free kicks, so he's adding more things to his arsenal. So the 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 more the season progresses, I think you're just gonna get be able to eventually see all see all those tools. Uh, Andy, what are, what are you most excited about for Chicho this season? Because we don't we don't need uh, we don't know what's gonna happen with Carlos Vela. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But we know that Chicho is gonna be here for the year. We know that they have an open open DP spot. Um, there's a lot of possibilities, and Chicho is showing that he can score more ways than one. I think I'm just more excited for him just to see his growth. Um, you know, through the years, somebody that I've been watching for for a long time now, uh, and and I've said this before. I think when players come here from different countries, it's so difficult because you really don't know what to expect. Uh, sometimes it's a it's a rude awakening. Sometimes it's easier for people. And the way that he was able to to kind of come in and, and take the league by storm in a few months last season was kind of put him on this pedestal already. But it was kind of deserved in a way because he is that good of a player that he needed that recognition. And I think that. And his demeanor, his 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 attitude towards the game. I think the way that the team has, you know, really that and that part of, that, of the season when they were fighting for the playoffs, really like you know rallied around him. And you know, he, I I said it, and people may say it's not true, but I think he completely flipped that locker room at the perfect time they needed to last year. Yeah. And I think if you have a player of that caliber with that energy on the bench, it's very easy for them to disconnect. And and to to the point that JP is making, you know, if you're not consistently in the lineup. You might be come back in and you might have a few sloppy touches. You might have these moments, but you come back in and you score two goals in a row. I mean, one is, you know, one is as a starter. The other one is as coming off the bench. But it's like that that he just picks up right where he left off. I think that I should, talks a lot to his maturity, his growth, that he's really just focused in, in, you know, the energy of the team, which is something that a lot of uh, a lot of people said after the game was just the, the energy of the team, that they have that ability to 
to really bounce back and to, to be all in one. So I think for, for me, I'm excited to see that, how he could help the people around him and also keep helping himself because solid player. Um, if, you know, if he scores consistently, he's going to be right up there in the golden boot race soon, sooner than later. I mean, it's, it's still early in the season, so anything could happen in that, but um, and yeah, and, and depending on if, if Carlos stays or not uh, to see how that keeps working out for him. Cause a player of, of both of their calibers, they obviously want to play with each other as much as they can be on the field as much as they can together to try to make some magic happen. But all in all, I'm just happy to see him keep growing and, and get that recognition because to have that huge moment last year and then come to this season where it was such a rocky star is probably uh, not a good feeling for him, but I'm pretty sure he feels a lot better now. He's talked to the media for the first time in a long time, so he has to be feeling better. Yeah, no, yeah, he was used to talking to the media every day, every game, at whether they lost or didn't. But I think a player like him, whatever happened, uh, it seems like, Everything's on board, and I think that's what, when you have a player like him, uh, he has to be on board with whatever Sharondo got, and then Sharondo, you know, has to make it work. If things were going off, things weren't going according to plan. I think they're they're back to whatever you know, back according to plan, everything. But yeah, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's gonna be amazing to see what Chicho does in season two. You know, with the full season, how many goals he's able to score, how many assists he's able to do, how how he's able to impact, and you know, right now they're currently sitting in first. So we have to see, and there's so much depth uh, with this LAFC uh, team. There's just so much depth. Raito goes out, and it, they just necessarily don't miss a beat because uh, you have Mahalo there, you have Tashori there. Uh, let's talk about Tashori. He ends up he ends up going to ends up going to second goal of the game. Let's go ahead and play it. Tashori shredding. Oh, he's got direct and scored sensationally too. Team media caught out by a moment of. Individual opportunism. Ishmael to Absolute banger. JP, give me your thoughts. Looks like the keeper was uh, a little off his line, but nevertheless, uh, absolute banger. Yeah, I mean, no no goalie truly expects somebody to shoot from that from that height. You know, the ball was in the air. He volleys it. Um, you know, Ismail comes off the bench. Sifu comes off the bench. They both, you know, give um, Dolo good results off the bench. So, you know, his subs... Uh, worked out for him. Credit to Dolo for that. But yeah, I mean, Tajuri showed he can ball. I mean, he's he came from winning MLS Cup with NYC. Um, he came off the bench uh, for Birar in El Trafico. You know, so Dolo has confidence in him. He's proven that he can play in this league. He's no stranger to you know pressure, adversity in this league. Um, but he just you know took the, took his chance and, and it went in. You know, I don't think it's much Amelia. Um, no, no goalie expects that, but you know what a roar from that stadium when when that ball went in. Yeah, no, I mean that's an absolute banger. Uh, we just, I feel like we just got to play it again. To Jeremy Shradding. Oh, he's got direct and scored sensationally too. Tip. All right, look, I like bangers. We we had to play again. Andy, give me give me your thoughts on that play. I think one of the most impressive parts of that goal is is Cheeky's pass from the back. I mean, it's a it's it's ridiculous that pass that he makes. And he gets it on the money. And obviously for a player to take that one time, um, I don't think we've seen that much in this league besides LAFC fans having slot down flashbacks. But it's, it's <laughs> one of them. It's, it's, sorry, guys. Uh, it's one of them shots that. Hey, you, know, you know how to do it, Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, he hits it so cleanly. And I think that it's uh, it's incredible that, you know, two players that I feel like people criticize Chiki a lot for, for a lot of things. And he's like, you know what, man? He bounces back from that own goal. He, he makes that incredible pass and then Tajori Shradi is like JP said you know somebody that's that's been in this league that's that's won 
I think for, for LAFC, it's so important. What we talked about last season is that they have MLS experienced guys they could count on now. And yeah. maybe a guy that's not with MLS experience doesn't take that shot or doesn't take that risk in that moment, knowing that, hey, maybe there's a better play. And there probably was a better play, but to show you shot, he probably saw, saw the opportunity, was like, I'm going to hit this and see what happens. And one thing he said um, after the game, which was, which was, I think, pretty important to note, is that the coaches have been telling them to really get behind the line and, and really move forward and be more of an attacking person because we know – We've been seeing him in this league do it. We know he can score. We know he can be that threat. But I feel like when you're on the field with certain players like Chicho or like Carlos or different people, you know, you have to kind of try to pick those battles. And that run is an exact um, result of what the coaches are telling them to do. So uh, things like that are, are great to see on any level with any team because it really shows that that coaching is working, that players are are receptive to listen to these, to these, you know, I guess, advices and, and details. And, I mean, that goal, we're going to be talking about it at the end of the season for sure for an award if, you know, if it's not already in there. And it's funny because some people are saying that might be one of the best goals in LAFC history already, which is wild. If you, if you you know, want to break down the list and look at goals, I mean, definitely moments count and, you know, when they were scored. But that's that's a, that's, that's a goal that you put on a reel and you, like, just watch it, just how it broke down from the back um, and, and it ended up. So it's a good moment for him and, and it's another thing, just like Chicho, to me, it's like Tashori Shradi was coming off of a, a preseason uh, procedure, surgery. So mm-hmm. we didn't really know exactly what he was going to be able to, to give LAFC at what capacity, you know, at what speed. And I've been saying this since the beginning of the year, credit to Steve Sharundalo, who has these guys all bought in for a player like that to have a moment like that. And, and you know, it's, it means so much for him, so much for the team. So all in all, it's, it's just great to see. And he's a, he's a great player, man. He's been a great player since he's been in this league and, when you have somebody like that that can come off the bench, that's that's dangerous for any opposing defense. Yeah, I was another thing I was just gonna add is the quality. You, you get to see the quality he has, and right, and if you score if you score a banger like that, it's only gonna boost your confidence even more. And there's just so much depth in the team, even with uh, you know, with B Rod going out. Uh, you know, there's there's pieces, there's plenty of pieces there. Um, obviously, uh, there's there's obviously the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday against Orange County. Uh, so I mean, this probably people. Could be a game where uh, Tashari starts. You know, um, I don't think Vela's going to play this game. I don't. I don't expect Vela. I don't expect any of the you know the the stars or anything because they got it. They got another game. Uh, also, I believe they got a they game this weekend. Who are they? Who do they? they go to Cincy. They go to Cincy on Sunday. Yeah. So game Sunday, play Wednesday at home, and then go to Cincy. So you got to travel to the Midwest. Uh, before we talk about Open Cup, uh, Carlos in the chat brings up a good brings up a good question. He's like, what do you guys think LA should do with their open DP spot? Uh, he's like, I'm in the opinion they need a, a cam to replace. They lost El Tuesta. This comes after news last week of uh, Diego Rossi was sold for, don't quote me on this, 5.5 euros, which I think it was $6 million or something like that. Yeah. Um, around there, Let, let's put it. Let's let's estimate there because I don't got I don't got it right in front of me. So Rossi has been officially sold. I think that's that's big big news for LAFC. They finally were able to sell a player abroad, overseas, uh, especially to Europe. Uh, he's he's moving on. LAFC are getting money, and I think there's also a sell on clause. A lot of pe- a lot of Fernabachi fans were DMing me if I knew the sell on clause or whatever. I don't know the exact details or anything like that, but yeah, I think it's a big moment. Uh, JP talked to me about. How you feel about this, this process, and uh, how do you feel LAFC did in the negotiations? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, the the thing that had people nervous was uh, a, the loan with option to buy. So it wasn't anything concrete. Um, and now it's officially 
uh, done. So obviously LAFC get some money. Um, you know what they bought Rossi for to what they sell him is a great as uh, a great profit margin. Um, but now we have a, a, an open DP slot. You know, and is it do we only have one DP slot to worry about, or is and resign Vela, or is is Vela not going to resign, and now we have two open DP slots? Uh, so there's a lot of options. You know, you wish you, you should be able to bring someone uh, of a high caliber who can take on Vela's role if he decides not to sign, uh, not to resign. And he sh- and if Vela decides to resign, it should be someone who can play alongside Carlos Vela. So a Cam, um, another winger, I think they're going to end up going with, um, with an offensive player. I don't think you know they're going to go with a center back or, or something like that or a CDM. Uh, I think it's either a 10 or a winger that should be able to play alongside Carlos Vela. Um, because everyone's expected for him to resign. So I think a Cam, you know, maybe Isco Larcón, who's, outside, who's coming off a contract, who's not really in the Sp- Spain national team um, circle, is a big name that can attract a lot of um, noise, uh, which LAFC loves to do. So I think that's a big name. Um, there's other names. I think they should go for someone who's who's experienced. I don't think they should go for a, a young South American. That's an experiment that we don't need in a season that they're doing so well and that they can win. Um, because it's in the summer, so he doesn't really have a lot of time to come in and, and, and make a make a make a bang. So you know, adaptation is hard in MLS, and if he's a, a veteran uh, presence, then it'll be easier for him. I think you make a great point on that. <clears throat> We've seen so many of these uh, young guys come and play and not have success right away, and some of the teams uh, may not even get their money back. I don't know if they'll get their money back with Reba uh, with B Rod, but that's still yet to be seen. Um, but yeah, I, I would say definitely an experienced player, definitely an experienced player. I don't know if you want it. I don't think going back to the well of young South Americans is, is the, is the go-to, uh, Andy, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think LA should, LASC should do with the open DP spot? I agree with all that, that JP just said for sure, especially if Vela is leaving then you have to have somebody of high profile to, to fill that spot or else it's going to feel like a loss in many other ways. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think a, a younger player is the way to go. And considering that Brian is hurt and we don't know what that could be, I, I, I'm probably thinking more of a winger because every time I think about the LAC midfield, I'm like, it's, it's so cluttered to me still. And it's it's hard for me to say, OK, let's, let's bring a, an attacking midfielder in because then you're probably moving in the space of giving Sifu less minutes at, at that point. I'm like, that's maybe one of LAC's most important players all around in terms of that process that they've started with the younger players of, boosting him up Sifu in the world cup year uh needs that notoriety that that shine as that as does kellen acosta which is why these two players are on a team like lafc so bringing in a midfielder to me i think it's a good idea obviously an attacking minded player is where i'm going but i'm of the belief that it'd be more of a winger because Ilya has been one of the most important players so i don't think you really want to move him and like i just said with the other two players that are most likely the starters throughout the year i mean world cup years to prove a lot of things and and just I, I feel that you have Latif still there. So you could definitely bring in a midfielder, but I think if you're bringing in a DP, then you're of the mindset of like, ah, right, this guy's going to be a starter and he's going to be a star. So I think I would probably say winger, maybe striker. I don't really see you know that either, but I would go probably winger, striker in, in those terms. And and they just have to have that ready because of Brian's injury is, is, a, is longer term. It could be a tear, it could be whatever that the case may be he'll be off for a little bit longer. And then as you, as that progresses, you're still in the unknown gray area with, with Vela's contract situation, which, you know, nobody's going to tell us anything about as much as we ask him. Uh, so it, it does raise a little bit of question marks on, on those wings. Um, so I think maybe that's an area that they might want to, they're probably going to be focusing on more than midfield. But I mean, I think like, like Carlos says, I think it's a good idea 
for sure for an uh, attacking midfielder. But I just think in the terms of personnel and who they have, uh, maybe winger would be the way for them to go. But attacking minded for sure. I think defensively they're they're pretty set um, with depth and player, players that they have coming back from injury that they'll be all right back there. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be a little interesting if they did use it on the on the defensive end, uh, a DP on the defensive side. Look, if it's someone spectacular, I, I get it, understand, you know. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I think first of all, you can't you can't make any decision uh, on the DP spot. I think the first thing you got to do is lock down Carlos Vela. If he's gonna stay, he's gonna stay, and then you can make every decision after that. But if Carlos Vela doesn't sign, then you have to prepare for two. Uh, you know, you got to prepare for two players <clears throat> because if you, I think if you sign someone thinking with the whole, if you sign someone first before Carlos Vela signs, I, I think that's, I think that's, that'd be going backwards. You know, um, and plus they they have they have so many different options. The, I think the dilemma that LAFC has, let's say Vela stays. Uh, you got you got you got Mahala, you got B Rod, uh, you have Chicho, right? If you sign a DP who's going to get paid over a million dollars, um, you're going to want that money to, to be on the field, right? So it's like, who's going to go? Who's going to go to the bench, right? And, now, I think everybody has has floated this idea. What if they don't use a DP stock this summer? It's true. They they don't have to. Right, like, they don't have to. like it being such a like okay, they sign somebody this summer. I wouldn't be surprised if like you're saying they have this team that they have right now. I mean, if you think about it, the summer's not that far away either. Like it's going to come, mm. going to come up a lot quicker than expected. If they're still toying with, you know, the top of the standings and supported shields, Leo, like uh, maybe they're kind of just like, we don't necessarily need one right now. And I can see them pushing that back because you do have that that Vela situation that you have to deal with first. And that's the that domino, you know, dictates everything else that happens. So I think it's one of those luxuries that they have that they are expected to use in the summer. But it could it could be a situation where if they're still moving. They might be like, hey, man, let's just play it out and see because. I think the way that that team is built, they're good enough to, to win the cup. And I'm not saying they don't need help and they won't need help, but that's just uh, something I wanted to throw out there. Cause I, I don't think no, anybody. The honestly, you make a great point just cause you have, it doesn't mean you got to use it. You know what I'm saying? Or Chicho becomes a DP. Or Ch yeah. Yeah. Chicho becomes a DP. That That's a, that's, I mean, that's another, that's another, that's another point. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think people would be mad at that. I don't think, I don't think, but I think LAFC is trying to, <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of things going on here because it's it's a very interesting point that Andy brings up. You don't got to use it, um, and uh, and if they keep rolling the way they do, I mean, with two DPS, you save that you save that money, right? Um, and we'll see. But yeah, if 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 they someone gets injured and you have because right now the summer times is time the time to strike if you want to bring a let's put a quote unquote superstar like a world superstar. This yeah. is. When it happens, like world superstars happen during the summer, like the transfer either now or or, or, or in January. So, you know, if they are thinking about the future, uh, the only way I see them bringing another star is if Vela leaves, because I think you you already got Vela, you already got Chicho, who's who's a star as his own, and then um, you know I think those 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 are a lot of players. There's a there's a lot of personalities that get along. You know, as as far as we know, they they all seem to get along and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I wouldn't be out of the idea of the idea if they don't use it. I wouldn't blame them if they didn't use it because I don't think that that that'd be a bad decision. And I also think too that because it's a new coach, right? I mean, if maybe it's a, a Bob that's still here that's been around forever and and maybe a little more receptive of being like, hey, we could bring a guy in the summer and be fine. Like Shrindle might be like, hey, this is my first year. This is the team that I want on the field. The players that I've had that we've been successful with. He could just 
And you know him and JT are cool. He could just be like, yo, I don't necessarily need that right now. Because you can and, mess with mess with the exactly. flow. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, if you you guys are mentioning winger, but I'm like, who why, who's getting off the pitch? Nobody's gonna have the short end of the I think you you would bring you would bring. Uh, I know it be everybody. It would be like a solution, but I think it would be it'd be a it'd cause a problem more than a solution if you brought a winger, especially um, especially if Mahala's doing his thing to show he's scoring goals like this. You know what I'm saying? And then Brian Brian can rest can fully rest. You know, I'm assuming he's gonna be out maybe a month if it's a hamstring. I yeah, have the, I mean I'm not a doctor. I ain't gotten words, but uh, he's gonna be out for a while. Yeah, and I think that you know, like I said earlier, the standings are are indicative of all that. Like if they're in first place, they're gonna be like, cool man. Like let's just keep riding this wave. Or if they're on the top of the standings and you know they haven't allowed a goal at all in the second half this year, like they you know things are going well. It's only the beginning, but in two months where we're the thing about it is like this is Jay, you bring up a good point. Like the summer is when you need to, to to land a big star, but those big stars don't just get you know snagged out of nowhere. Like those conversations are already happening for months. Yeah, Prior months. Look at Herrera's already on on board and Sane's already on board. Like these players get talked to before. So with that Vela situation looming, it's like if they check that box and he's here, then they can't have these conversations right now. And and then you're getting too close to the time you need to bring somebody in. And it might be like we were talking about with the coaching head search, just like. Who do you have? Like, who could you attract at this amount of time? Is it enticing? Like, sure, players are going to want to come to LAFC for what they've done in the past few years and the standing that they're in right now. But it's, it's once again, you can't just automatically expect somebody to come in and be like, great. And if a team is already at the top, you know, top of the top and they bring somebody in, it could it could disrupt a lot of things. So I think it's just something to think about because you, you you truly never know, especially with the, with the fresh head coach who seems to be having a great time so far in MLS. Yeah. I mean, they're following first place. I mean, you, you can't say nothing. It's only seven games, but first place is first place. They haven't lost at home. So, and look, the schedule is going gonna, is gonna to get busy. Let's talk about the Open Cup. Open Cup this Wednesday. Orange County Soccer Club comes comes into, comes into town. Uh, so, the rotation. I, I'm more excited about the rotation because there's a lot of games going on. JP, talk to me of who, who are some of the guys you want to see uh, get, get playing time uh, on Wednesday. Give my man Ibiaga some minutes. We have not Ibiaga. gotten any minutes. Ibiaga and Daniel Henry should be the partnership in center back in the center back position. Uh, Ibiaga has MLS experience. He did well last season when when they got him to fill in. Um, Daniel Henry, can, Canadian national team player, um, don't need much more introduction there. Uh, Pancho should should be getting that start. Um, maybe as the six, maybe at the eight. We don't know. Uh, single pivot, double pivot, whatever Dolo wants to try. Uh, Guignella needs to be in that midfield. I think Moose should start up top. Um, I think he he always you know scores. He always misses misses a sitter, but he always ends up scoring too. So he, he makes up for it. Um, and you know maybe Opoku and and Tajuri Shradi should get the starts on the wing. You know even Opoku started uh, this match. He came off early um, and he's young, so he, he's hungry. And these are great confidence games for 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 young players um, trying to make a name for themselves. Um, as for the right back, I think Franco Escobar finally gets uh, a start again because he he's been he's been out for for a couple of of weeks now. He he was ready for El Tráfico, but obviously they don't want to use him for that. Um, so maybe they they give him sixty minutes um, in this game. Uh, the question is who starts at left back? Um, Cheeky continues to play, or Ryan Hollingshead goes back and covers for him. Um, that's you know where the question lies of who can cover for that position. Um, that's basically, oh, and Kripo deserves a break. So. Yeah, I think, well, I think uh, McCarthy's number two from what <laughs> I've, I've heard from Shrundlo. So sorry to, to Tomas Romero, whatever he may be doing in life right now. 
Um, I think the most important one for me would be Franco Escobar because of, I think, how good he started. And then, that, you know, he, he's, he's out for a little bit of time. But I think that this is a perfect opportunity for him to get those minutes under him. Uh, I would probably give Sifu a rest. I mean, not Sifu, a Chiki a rest and, and go with Hollingshead in that, in that left-back position. Uh, and everything else, a complete agreement. I think Ibiaga deserves some time to, to kind of to kind of get those legs under him because the center-back position we've talked about so much. Uh, and and right now, as as much as we criticize uh, Murillo and, and, and Paul, they come back with a, with a game and they, they make everybody shut up. But you said it, I think Paul's so important in other ways too, obviously offensively, set pieces, things like that. So I think that this, if I don't know if Donil's injured right now or had a knock or whatever the case is with him, so he should they should have a, a, a complete swap there for center backs. And then, yeah, up top, you could you could give uh to Jory Shradi his time, you could give um obviously Mahala, and I think it's it's just switching it up because you at the end of the day, you know, you have a game that's that you're it's an away game coming up, and and uh, you have to basically win it's against Cincinnati you can't really go over there and be like oh we're gonna lose this game and we're in first place that that wouldn't be a good thing so it has to be if not a full rotation I think mostly rotated squad but you have players that are completely capable of doing it Latif Blessing and 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 Pancho I think you know just players that are the caliber that they should be able to to enjoy a good game get get some good minutes and this is what this is what Steve needs because he uh he's been saying it all year he wants to use the whole squad, hit everybody he has to to contribute, and I, you know, there's no better moment than than against uh, Orange County on on Wednesday, especially that it's a home game too. So that's that's huge. Yeah, no, no I'm excited to see. I, I feel like uh, a player named Danny Masovsky. Uh, I think it, it'd be a great game for him to come out and see see what he can do. Um, yeah, the the defense. Yeah, get some rotate a little bit of rotation on the defense because some of these players are players that I mean, you may potentially need uh, down the stretch once it comes to playoff time or whatever, substitutions, and all that. And I also want to see, does he, I mean, I know Akibers have an important job, but potentially we could see Tomas Romero or the, or the, never mind, he's a, he's a third, my bad. <laughs> no, um, I don't bad. know, I don't know. At this point, I don't know who's behind Maxine Carpeau. Like, I just don't know because he's that good. But I feel like this could be a game that you could rest him. I don't know how fatigued he is, you know what I'm saying? But it could, they, these Open Cup games could be one of those games to give your your, your backup that, that option, but if you, if you didn't give him that option, that's totally fine because Carpo has done such a such a great job. And uh, if he's not too beat up from Sunday, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he goes out there uh, on Tuesday. But I'm also very 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 interested to see how Steve Sharondo he's done he's done such a solid job in seven games. But they have 16 points now. Being now he has to manage uh, you know these players. How, how important is the U.S. Open Cup? I think it's going to be very important because it's a, it gives you a CCL berth. If, if you if you went end up winning it, um, so it's one of three. So it's a, it's a lot it's a lot to manage, but I think it's LAFC have the the right depth pieces to make it happen and make a deep run in the US Open Cup, have their players healthy throughout the MLS and still have uh, to still to be still be at the top. I'm not sure if they can sustain being number one, but there's a lot of things that they have at their disposal to make to make a, a, this summer these next two months very very good and very solid. Because if we look. These April and May are very busy uh, schedules in the MLS. June it starts when it starts to die down, and that's when you know you have the international games, the friendly games, and stuff. So these next two months are are, are going to be very busy, busy for LAFC. And I'm just curious how they able to handle that with all these games and everything like that. Yeah, I think U.S. Open Cup for LAFC for the fans should be very important. I mean, as a team still looking to win that first major trophy aside from Supporters Shield. 
And I don't think fans would would be mad if the first trophy was a U.S. Open Cup at all. So I think that, you know, you have to manage it with expectations, like you said, and be very careful about the schedule and things like that. Uh, because, you know, you have a, a, a star player that's injured right now and you, you could have different situations like that down the line. But um, you also have to do it carefully. And you have to be able to throw a, a rotational squad out there at moments that's able to be competitive. And if not, you have to maybe when the schedule gets deeper into the into the cup, if they do make a run, you have to prioritize maybe those games against the league game. And I think that that's a fair expectation to have, too, for a team that's gunning to win titles. And I think that's that's fair to put that, I guess, either pressure or that that weight on how important it could be to make a run and win that trophy. Yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead, JP. Yeah, speak to the depth that the team also has. Because if, you know, we had the Open Cup last season, who would be playing? Duke oh, yeah. and Galena, the guy that they got from the switchbacks. Like, a lot of UCL, USL players. Yeah, so, you know, it speaks to the depth that they have this season. And, you know, the t- like as a fan or, or as a coach, you're not really that, that nervous of who's going to play because whoever it is has MLS experience, uh, has talent, has quality. Um, and and that's what's needed in this league, or regardless if it's just MLS or Open Cup. You know this this team is is deep, and they have a, you know, the next guy up can play just as good or even better at times than than the guy who's starting. So definitely a good problem to have for Dolo. Yeah, and uh, Carlos brings up one final point here. Uh, like Eric Duenas, yeah, it's a great great game to see your academy players. Uh, they're trying to build the, they're trying to build a very strong academy team. So this is a great opportunity, you know, for Christian Torres as well to to potentially get some minutes. So. We'll have to see. Uh, guys, that's all the time we have. I want to thank Andy and JP for hopping on and everybody else in the chat. So I hope you guys have a great week. Hope you had a great weekend. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.